Welcome to the TCAST, a podcast by and for the employees of Terminix Service, Inc. Joining us today is your host, Christina Nazario, along with Kevin Hathorn and Kristen Vandemaracker. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Christina here with another episode of the podcast. Um, this is Christina Nazario, the HR generalist, and I have two guests here, one that we've had on the podcast and then a new one. So I'll let them introduce themselves to you. Hello, hello. I'm Kevin Hathorne. Hi, I'm Kristen Vandenmyracker. Wow. That's a really cool last name. Thank you. I it's like Dutch. It a lot. Dutch. Okay. That's one benefit to having the long last name is that you get to go visit relatives in the Netherlands. So there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> so Kristen, where you, could you tell us where you came from and what department you're in? Sure. I am in the uh, technical and training department. And in terms of background, uh, the shortest version of my background <laughs> would be uh, that I got my PhD at Clemson University in entomology and got interested in termites and all of that kind of in a roundabout way, but mm-hmm. ended up there. Kevin and I became fast friends in graduate school there. Oh, I didn't know y'all went to graduate school. Oh, yes. We went yes. to graduate school together. Oh, so we, knew, cool. we know a lot of stuff about each other. Gotcha. And um, <laughs> we really, uh, he's awesome. So I'm so happy to be working for him and working here. I actually worked here 20 years ago. I was going to say, haven't you worked here? Okay. I did. I worked here for a couple of years, 20 years ago, and then went and taught at a local university for 16 years. Okay. Did some consulting, and uh, now I'm back. So I'm just happy to be back. Now and, she's uh, back home. I am back home. Very <laughs> happy. It's like I never left. So that's one of the nice things about Good. this Good. Well, we're sure. glad you're here. Thank you. Today, we'll talk about murder hornets. Um, this kind of became, out of nowhere, kind of crazy, right? I don't know. I don't even know how it started. Um, I know I saw it on Facebook, everywhere on Facebook. It was like, 2020 can't get any worse. And then here comes killer hornets, <laughs> or murder <laughs> hornets. I always say killer hornets. It's um, where a lot of these things tend to take off, you know, on yeah, social media. Yeah. 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 That's where I first saw it as well. So, Kevin and Kristen are here because they are are bug people, and they know lots about bugs and termites and all that jazz. So, Kevin or Kristen, either one, what can you tell us about murder hornets, and should we be afraid of these things? (laughs) Well, uh, murder hornets are um, kind of a nickname that was given to the Asian giant hornet. Uh, So the Asian giant hornet, uh, guess where it's found? Asia. (laughs) Um, Also kind of referred to as the Japanese hornet. uh, is a large hornet species that kind of, you know, gets a lot of notoriety uh, because of its large, powerful sting. Um, I believe it's able to penetrate through a beekeeper's outfit. That um, is crazy. And is compared to a hot nail being driven into the skin. Uh, So it's not a fun... Thing to be stung by. Sounds painful. But they actually, uh, in Japan, they attribute to about 30 to 50 deaths per year. I saw that. Um, and I don't know if these are from people who are allergic to them or just received multiple stings. Um, but it is a, it is a, not a hornet that you want to mess with. <laughs> I mean, when you say giant hornet, that just freaks me out in and of itself. Giant? Like, how big are we talking here? <laughs> Well, to compare, we do have a similar-sized hornet in our area called the European hornet. Uh, it's about the same. even looks similar in coloration. The, the, the Asian giant hornet may be a, a tad bit uh, larger, 
and has a very large kind of orange-colored head, uh, whereas the European hornet, its coloration is a little bit darker. But the European hornet was really the only true hornet species found in the U.S. Now, you say, what about the bald-faced hornet? Um, but the bald-faced hornet is actually a, a, another species of yellow jacket. Okay. Uh, so they're more related to yellow jackets. Okay. Uh, so the European hornet was the really only true hornet species we had. And it's it's not very um, aggressive. It will defend its nest aggressively. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not something you want to you don't want to kick around its <laughs> its nest to see Just if it's going to mess with you. You're right. <laughs> um, but, you know, when they're out foraging and when they're just kind of doing their thing, they're not, they don't tend to mess with you. Unlike yellow jackets and bald-faced hornets, which seem to sting you for no reason at all. So do we know how they came here? Like, where where did these start? Well, I believe, Christian, you said last year, right? In, yeah. in um, late 2019, uh, they were discovered in Washington State um, and, and across the border into British Columbia, Canada, uh, where I think a colony was, was found. It was eliminated. And then there was some individuals that were found here and there. Okay. And that's really the extent of where they've been in the U.S. Okay. So could it, someone went to Asia and then brought this hornet back to the United States? Is that how that works? Or like how like all of a sudden, oh, we have murder hornets in Washington. Yeah. You know, of course, they didn't fly across the pond to get over here. Yeah, right. But, uh, that's my other question. <laughs> they, they, I'm sure, were brought in just like anything else that gets introduced uh, through um, items that were being shipped here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Could have been a queen that was in a shipment that made it to the U.S. and Reproduced. And now, and- right, exactly. <laughs> okay. I know you said they can cut through a beekeeper's outfit. What do you call it? Not outfit. Beekeeper suit? Yeah. Suit. Yeah. That's a better word. Yes. Um, but why do we call them murder hornets? I know— like, can they literally kill people? I know you kind of mentioned that earlier. But. Yeah, you know, the, you can't. They can, but I, I don't think they're out to kill people. Okay. <laughs> um, they're they are known for raiding honeybee colonies. Okay. Uh, so just a few of the hornets can actually decimate a whole honeybee colony uh, in a matter of minutes. And right? aren't honeybees like on a decline or something? I think I've heard of that. Or is that they are okay. yes. Yes, and that's, that's sad. the big concern. Yeah. Because here's something else that, you know, <laughs> the honeybees are having to deal right. with. Right. Um, but, yeah, they uh, – the, so the hornets will raid the bee colony, the beehive, basically murder all the bees. They'll chop off their heads oh, with their large mandibles. And then, um, you know, the bee, the bee sting is not uh, powerful enough to penetrate through the exoskeleton of the hornet. So they, they're – Almost defenseless. Uh, now, Kristen was telling me earlier about a, a kind of a neat tactic that the Asian honeybees use to fend these raids off. Oh. Yes. The the honeybees that we have here in the United States are European okay. honeybees. They produce more honey. They're a little bit less aggressive than some of the other types of honeybees that are around the world. And with the Asian honeybee... Uh, apparently they have a whole strategy of dealing with these hornets since they've had to deal with them as predators, you know, over right, time. Right. And so the Asian honeybees actually um, do not leave their hives when the hornets have come by and marked them. Apparently the, the hornets will come by and mark the hive with a pheromone 
requesting help from potentially other sister hornets, if you will, to come in and invade the beehive. Well, with the Asian the, the Asian honeybees, mm-hmm. they do not leave the hive when they when the pheromone is marked on them because they recognize it as trouble's coming. And so when the hornets do invade the Asian honeybee hive, they will actually grab a hold of them and there'll be some, you know, a couple of hundred, I think they said individuals, that would surround that particular hornet. And it heats up, they beat their wings so fast that it heats up the temperature inside this ball where they've got the hornet trapped. And it also increases the carbon dioxide level and ends up killing off the hornet. Wow. But the honeybees that we have here don't recognize that pheromone. Okay. And so they don't know, you know, hey, we've got a problem here. We should all stay in the hive to defend it. So because of that, they'll take, they'll be just doing their normal bee behavior out there and not even realizing that there's going to be a problem. That's, that's crazy. So in Canada, there were hornets found invading a honeybee hive. Well, the hive, there was an article put out by New York Times mm-hmm. whenever these, these things were kind of discovered. Um, there was a beekeeper that came to check on his colony as one of his hives and noticed that all the bees were dead and their heads were chopped off. And um, so he's they're they're assuming that this was done by a an Asian hornet raid. And was it confirmed, or is this fake news? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it was pretty evident. I think that okay. that's probably what happened. Should we be concerned that these hornets will come to South Carolina or North Carolina or Georgia in our territory? Or is it not really, should we not be scared? Currently, no. Okay. <laughs> so, but you never know. I mean, with, when an introduced, when a, uh, a foreign um, insect is introduced into the United States, um, there's always that chance that it's just going to explode. It's numbers mm-hmm. uh, just because their foreign enemies aren't here typically. Right. Um, you, you know, look at the fire ant. When it, when it was first introduced, it just exploded. It, their natural enemies weren't here. They were able to kind of chase off our native ant species. And uh, all the efforts that have been done to try to quarantine the pest, it just did not work. Um, they're currently, uh, according to the article I read, they're currently uh, working on scouting the areas, actually using infrared, um, heat-seeking, heat vision to see if they can find colonies of them to eliminate them. And do we know how to eliminate them? Or is there some certain pesticide or anything? Or how does that work? Probably just, you know, the same products we use for yellow jackets and things like that. And there are special entrance Flaps, I think, that they can put on honeybee colonies okay. to stop the hornets from getting in because they're so big, but the honeybees can still get through. Okay. So I think there there's some protective ability that we have on our part to help the honeybees out as much as possible. Okay. But as Kevin said, you know, anytime you have anything coming in, you're off, often worried about what it can do. And, you know, we worried about the, the um, Africanized honeybees for a long time, about the killer honeybees for a while. Weren't they called killer? I can't remember. Killer bees. Killer yeah. bees, yeah, that's it. Ones. And they've made their way into California, but they're not here. They're, you know, And I'm not saying, like Kevin said, we don't have to worry about this right now, but potentially in the future. Right. Could always be a possibility. Sure. Same efforts, I guess. You know, they've um, they found the you know killer bees in Charleston before, but eliminated them. So right. they, okay. they really keep an eye on the port 
areas to make sure that they intercept anything that's coming right. in. Right. So we will be prepared if yes. they come. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, is there anything else we want to talk about on murder hornets? Uh, the big thing is just don't be concerned about them. Okay. Exactly. It's nothing. I mean, it's it's right now it's mostly hype. Um, and with everything else going Social on media. in the world today yes. in 2020, it just seems like another thing to add to the pot. So. Uh, yeah. Can't yes. get any worse. <laughs> yes. Or so we think. Yeah. Yeah, we're close. Let's say that. <laughs> I saw there was something on Facebook. This is just kind of a, going off on a tangent, but it was talking about murder hornets. And it was a meme and it was like, what are murder hornets and how much toilet paper do I need to buy? <laughs> I was like, great. We're going to have another shortage of toilet paper. Last thoughts on hornets and wasp and how we keep them away. Kevin or Kristen, want to go into that? Yeah, so I mentioned that, you know, of course, we have European hornets. We have bald-faced hornets. We have yellow jackets. These are all, you know, these are all wasp species that, that can be pretty dangerous and can, um, you know, need some kind of control or eradication efforts whenever they're found at customers' houses. Um. You know, depending on the species that you're dealing with will determine what the treatment method may be. A lot of times it's just removal of the colony, which is dangerous. And if uh, you decide to do something like that, you need to protect yourself, wear a beekeeper's suit and gloves and and all that. Um, or, you know, you can always refer these jobs to the wildlife department as well because they are equipped and knowledgeable on how to handle um, uh, hornet removal and and bee removal and things like that. Um, so, and, you know, and just inform your, if you get cut, uh, questions from your customers about murder hornets or Asian giant hornets, tell them it's not, nothing to worry about in our area. Um, uh, that we, we, they may see a similar species, the European hornet, but we've had that here for, for many, many years. Um, and just to be diligent when they're out and about, just be careful when working in the yard, especially if they are allergic you know, if someone typically, if someone is allergic to one type of insect, they are allergic to all insect stings. So it doesn't matter what they get stung by. Um, and so people like that need to be really uh, careful working in the yard, especially around wood piles and places that have been undisturbed for a while where some hornet or bee species may have gotten into. Keep your EpiPen with you if you know you're allergic. Yes. Yes. Don't keep it in the house at that point. It's not going to be good to have to go back there <laughs> if you get stung. Wonderful. Well, thank you all for your knowledge and your wisdom on bugs and hornets and all the above. And thank you all for listening out there. Stay safe. Um, we'll see you all on the next podcast. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us for this episode of the TCAST. If you'd like to give us a comment, suggest a topic, or just say hello, email us at tcast at trustterminex.com. The TCAST is a production of Terminex Service Incorporated. 